Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Today, we have two secret, not-so-secret, agents coming in remotely from over the pond. Over the sea. You're really trying no, to make that work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> James Bond meets Little Mermaid. From the Brain and Spine Foundation, CEO Mark Smith and Grace Patient, and their mission, which they choose to accept, is to help all brain injury survivors get the support and advocacy they need. I like that. Boom! Intro done. Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was not time. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. I say it every single week. I mean it. Every single week. This is a very special episode. Why? Because we've never done something like this. This is a multiple person episode. Multiple I have with person remote episode. Remote episode. <laughs> so I have with me in studio, well, obviously in studio, she lives with me, my significantly better half, Felice Lizay, right over here. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> and then on the computer, which you guys can't see, we have uh, two special guests from the Brain and Spine Foundation. We have Mark Smith and Grace Patient. What's up, guys? Hello. Hi there, good to see you, Joe. Hi, Fliss. Thanks for having us on. Hi, how are you doing? This is amazing stuff. This is this is so cool. I I'm really uh, honored to have you guys on the show because I love what you guys do uh, for our community. I say our, even though you guys haven't had brain injuries. Wait, you guys haven't had brain injuries, have you? No, no I'm yeah. I'm glad I'm glad to say no. Good, <laughs> I, I'm happy because we need in in the community we need more of you. And less of me, less people with brain injuries, more people to help people with brain injuries. So I'm very thankful that you guys uh, can be here. And I'm so happy for what you guys do at the Brain and Found, um, the Brain and Spine Foundation. That being said, would you guys like to tell us a little bit about the Brain and Spine Foundation? I will. It'll be a pleasure. So the Brain and Spine Foundation um, is a charity here in the UK. And we were set up um, 29 years ago by a prominent neurosurgeon, a guy called Peter Hamlin. Uh, who trained in London, and he realized that he was doing his thing on the operating table and putting his patients, his people, um, out into the system where they just needed a lot of help in terms of managing their condition and recovering from the operations. Uh, so he set up the Brain and Spine Foundation uh, with, uh, with help from Professor Sid Watkins, a prominent neurosurgeon, neuroscientist. And uh, 29 years later, I'm glad to say that we're doing the same thing, which is... Um, providing expert support uh, for people 
who are affected by conditions, and we do that through a helpline uh, staffed by neuroscience nurses and by providing accessible information. Uh, so we try and avoid the medico-speak, and we try and translate it into stuff that people understand. And that's much appreciated. It really is. Because, I mean, we can uh, definitely read about this stuff. It's a lot easier when it's kind of broken down by people like you. And I just love the work that you guys do. Um, and you are the CEO, correct? Yeah, that's right. It's been my pleasure to be here at the Brain and Spine for uh, coming up for two and a half years. Uh, and uh, I've got a great team of guys uh, around me. Who, who they basically do all the hard work. And uh, one of those special <laughs> people is, uh, is Grace, who looks after our events and our community. I agree with that. Grace is amazing. What's up, Grace? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hi, thanks. So how are you affiliated with the Brain and Spine Foundation, Grace? Um, so I joined almost two years ago now. Uh, so it'll be two years in September. Um, my grandma had a stroke and um, agreeing with Mark, there wasn't that much kind of care afterwards and kind of understanding around what to do to help. Um, and I feel like with my family had known about the Brain and Spine Foundation, it would have been a lot easier to kind of cope with, with the after effects. Right. How long have you been working with the, the foundation? Almost two years. Two years. And yeah, I look yeah, after the are... community and events. Yeah, and I, I, I appreciate that a lot. You guys are like really close to, to being there the, around the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Grace was one of my first and most successful hires. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That, that, that's awesome. So I, I really uh, appreciate uh, what you guys do because, look, even though you guys are in the UK, it, brain injury is a brain injury is a brain injury. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter where you're from. We all suffer the same stuff. And now that we're, we're even having this conversation, tech is to the point where we're all in this no matter where we are. It's just like one world, one family. So I, I super appreciate what, what you guys do. And I'm just honored to be able to be a part of this. Yes, as an ambassador. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and I don't have an accent. I don't have an accent. They have an accent. I think the really cool thing we've been talking about um, when we first all met um, to prepare for this this podcast uh, is that we can kind of bridge the gap and help each other with um, sharing advocacy and how you know we do it in the United States and how um, you do it in the UK and how we can possibly you know uh, learn from each other because there's so much to learn. Um, uh, it's so important. Uh, we you know for Joe uh, without with let me toot my own horn without me <laughs> joe joe would have been lost through this whole stroke recovery process. yeah i'd be in a ditch somewhere i'm pretty sure <laughs> no but no but seriously like it's it's really important and it it breaks our heart when we we hear about people that um don't have the kind of support that joe had and don't have the kind of support that people who get help through your programs um get as well so what are some of the what are some of the programs that you are developing um, or have in action right now um, to help um, stroke and brain injury survivors? And actually, just just building on what you've said there, Felice and Joe before, um, I think our, our observation is that um, guys who are affected by uh, a neurological condition actually have a lot more in common than they do differently. Uh, a neuro consultant over here once described it and said, hey, listen, it's a problem with the brain. It's where the, hard, it's where the hardware or the software goes wrong. But other than that, so there are some specifics which are very pertinent and germane. Um, but actually, um, either the symptoms or, um, or some of the signs are very common. And that's where sort of it's uh, to get a big community together, be you um, suffering from a, you know, a, a stroke or a brain tumor or MS 
actually there's a lot more in common that uh, people can share and support each other. So that's one of our founding um, principles, and we're, um, I suppose, fortunate. We're one of we're one of only two organisations in the UK who are pan-neuro, so we're condition agnostic. And there are some brilliant organisations over here that look after conditions like, you know, Parkinson's or MS or Alzheimer's but um, and the Stroke Association. Um, but I suppose we try and position ourselves as that first port of call. Uh, you know, if, if someone needs some help and they're not too sure where else to go, then the brain, a bit like the Ghostbusters, you know who to call. <laughs> uh, you, you, you come to us. Because I'm sure, well, Felice Joe, you know, maybe your experience was... Um, when you first had your event, you know, where do you turn to? Who do you, who do you go to yes. for, for advice? I had no idea. To be honest, my first year of recovery, I had, I, it's kind of a blur. I don't have much memory. A lot of it is secondhand information. Um, I didn't know what a stroke was until I had a stroke. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest problems there. There's not enough information. Um, to be honest, all the information here in the States, I don't know how it is in the UK, every pamphlet, every video, 90 some odd percent of them, it's older Caucasian people. Mm-hmm. So and even in my group of friends, when we were talking about, oh, I had a stroke and oh, how'd you have a stroke? A few of them were like, wait, I didn't know that you could have a stroke, first off, because you're young. Secondly, because I thought it's something that just happened to old Caucasian people, which is <laughs> It's it's not an, an ignorant thought. It's because that's what we have been fed since we were kids. Stroke is this. It's an older Caucasian ailment as opposed to like things like, let's say, diabetes or high blood pressure. Yeah. That's more of an ethnic thing with older, you know, uh, 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 people of color, people of color. Right. So it, it's we need to change that stigma. We need to get the information out there. That's why I make it a point. Every, as often as I can to scream from the roof. Like, I kind of feel like a fear monger sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> anybody can have a stroke. Yeah. The, the reality is, if you go anywhere, you go to a mall, you go to a theater, you just go outside, every single person you see, that person has a chance of having a stroke. It doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter the ethnic background. I don't think people still understand that because I can't tell you how many people I get weekly that are like, wait, how did you have a stroke? Yeah. Like, how? It's like, well, I... It's, it's that sort <laughs> of awareness, it's, isn't it? It's important to get that awareness out there. Exactly. Yeah. For me, with when he had his stroke, um, in terms of figuring out what to do, uh, I I know that I'm I'm very unusual in that I was raised by a mother who was really into um, health and medicine and um, alternative remedies and treatments and things like that. So I'm just I was very aware. So I w- and very resourceful. Um, and I have like a, a, a folder that's like this thick. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even kidding. And I'm saying it. I'm realizing this is audio. It's very thick. It's a very thick folder of just all kinds of things regarding, you know, his care and just getting making sure that he went from, you know, you know, getting his care po- right post stroke and then going into in inpatient or in hospital or what is it? Yeah, called? Inpatient, inpatient and then outpatient and then outpatient therapy. And so it was a whole process that I knew nothing about and just just was very persistent in asking the caseworkers at the hospital about what to do, you know, what to do next and all those things. But a lot of people don't do that. And a lot of people get intimidated. Um, I, I there were times when I was just I mean, I fell on the floor and was crying when he got accepted into his um, inpatient um therapy because that was a big deal yeah, because with difficult. the insurance he needed that in order to qualify to get outpatient and so it was like a whole process that most people don't even realize or know about or why would they know about it and really I was just persistent and inquisitive and asked a lot of questions but there really does need to be better guidance for people because even like when he had his stroke 
I didn't realize it was a stroke either because they just I didn't know that any bleed in the brain is a stroke. And so they just gave me the medical like explanation of what it was. They're like, there's a bleed. He's hemorrhaging this and that and that. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. And I'm explaining to everybody. Joe's in the hospital. He has a bleed in his brain and blah, 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 blah. And giving all the explanation. And then later, a day later, it turned out. Yeah, they're like he had a stroke. I'm like, oh, that's a stroke. I was so distraught and caught up with trying to get him you know, saved that I didn't even have time to go and Google and research. What does this mean that he has a, you know, and actually the nurse told me that told us, you know, actually it's a stroke. She was like, that was a mistake. They were supposed to give you a pamphlet, like and tell you right away, this is what happened, but they didn't. That's what the, that's what the brain is fine. Foundation is good at doing is kind of cutting through the jargon um, and just making those sort of medical terms simple through the booklets, as well as um, when they, People call the nurses on the helpline. All right. So you guys put out your own um, information pamphlets? Yes. That's that's okay. that's what we do against um, conditions and um, general things of interest. Um, all right. Question. In those pamphlets, <laughs> are they all older Caucasian people? <laughs> well, actually, we try and we try and avoid <laughs> depicting people. We just have close-ups of brains. Yes, no people um, in the booklets. <laughs> that's, so that's good. A, you know what? That's I good. appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. that. That's significantly yeah. better. That's a big problem, yeah, out here at least. Yeah, yeah. But Joe, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just come back on that on that mm-hmm. observation and that comment because it's exactly the same here in the UK. I mean, and the trouble is that a, a neurological condition completely indiscriminate. It'll go for yes. age, uh, sex, gender. It really doesn't matter. And um, well, I, I know that we spoke about the um, sort of the, the the numbers here in the UK, but one in six people have a condition of some sort or another. And in the UK, that's that's 13 million people. And it cuts all across age, gender, race. So, um, you know, it's a it's a big problem. The the challenge here is like in the states, it's um, it's ubiquitous but invisible. People don't realize how prominent it is. Right, right. It's it, it's difficult, especially for people like me afterwards, because it's not just the the information; it's the care afterwards, and the fact that like I'm, it's a blessing and it's a curse that I'm doing the quote fingers. I look so normal. Mm. So people don't understand what comes with a brain injury, the aftermath. People don't understand overstimulation, brain fog, neuro fatigue. Nobody understands these things. Like I can explain it as best I can, but unless you've been through it, you just don't understand. So I, I also try to advocate for normies. <laughs> That's what I call people without brain injuries. So literally, I'm having a conversation with three normies. <laughs> so just to try to understand what we go through, because, yeah, on paper, you had a stroke and this is what this is. But yeah, but the reality of living post brain injury, it, it's a lot. It's not something that anyone can understand unless they've been through it. So thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. Um, I also want to advocate just to try to get everybody to understand it's not j- just because I'm home doesn't mean I'm better. Just because I look good yeah. does not mean that I am good. So it's this this whole thing is wild. There's just a lot of information that I think we need to get out there as best we can. I want to scream from the rooftops. That would be a little weird, but I want something that I think I want to do. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a it's, newspaper it's, somewhere. Again, it's a it's a it's a really strong good point. We've got things like bumper stickers which say that you know not all disabilities are visible. 
And we hand them round willy-nilly just to be able to say, you know, just, just you know, it's not all about appearances. Um, but right. also, you know, sort of one of the things that um, we're, we're doing more of now is this peer-to-peer support because no one, no one knows what it's like unless you've been through it. And um, mm. we find that, you know, the PLU, talking to people like you is really, you know, aha, you get it too. That's, right. a, that's a really important part of the, uh, you know, the acceptance and feeling less isolated. And I think that's, uh, that's a really important service that um, we try and provide or moderate. That's what we try and do here at the Brain and Spine. I think that's incredible. And it's invaluable. It, it mm. really is. The one thing that I tell everybody post-brain injury is find somebody. Find somebody mm-hmm. who's been through it that understands because you'll you'll there's something about speaking to someone who's been through it, not somebody who can sympathize and feel yeah. bad for what's going on. Somebody who can be in your shoes and say, oh, no, I understand that. I, I get it. Um, I didn't feel like I was truly going to be able to live life. I, I knew I was going to I was here. I survived. But I was just existing. I was just I was just here. I wasn't truly living because nobody really understood. I mean, Felice was there every step of the way has been incredible, but she couldn't understand. It wasn't until I connected with other brain injury survivors where I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to do this. So I think that kind of understanding and those groups are so important. I have a thing Mm -hmm. because I'm a weird person Um, (laughs) every single day. Since February of what three years ago, it's going on four years now. I reach out to a new survivor. I'm like a, a an, an annoying cold caller, <laughs> you know. Like I, I just random people. I'll search people because because I'm a creeper and I'm here I'll, to help. I'll, I'll hit people up and I'm like, hey, and I explain my story. I see you're a stroke survivor. I just wanted to reach out, connect, and build community. And I've done that every single day for going on four years now because I feel it's so important. Some people don't really want to connect because they're not there yet. And other people, I've made some of the closest friends I have through doing that. So I I really think that uh, a lot more um, energy and focus needs to go in your right peer to peer interactions because it's so Mm -hmm. important. It it, it truly is. Yeah, I think that's my kind of favorite part of the job is seeing those sort of connections that are made, Um, especially as Mark mentioned through this uh, peer support. and I also manage ambassadors, which, of course, Joe, you're one of them. Ah. And it's bringing loads of different people together um, and sh- people that have different experiences of brain injuries. And just all of them kind of helping and going off tangent here. but um, <laughs> Go off. <laughs> yeah, no, just all of them kind of sharing their experiences and connecting with each other and then raising awareness for the charity, which is amazing. Absolutely. I mean, I again, I, I can't stress it enough. The community needs more of you guys and, and less of me. It, it, it really does. Mm-hmm. And the, the more we get together, the more we have these conversations, the more we, we as brain injury survivors talk to normies <laughs> like you guys, you know, I think it, it bridges the gap. We also need to get doctors involved because, you know, there are doctors who look yeah. and they're reading out of a book. This is what this is. And you're telling them, hey, this is how I'm feeling. They're like, yeah, but you shouldn't be feeling that way. He's like, yeah, well, the reality is. I, I do. So what are we what are we doing? Like we need to figure out better care, better understanding, not just look, look, it's a bigger picture, too. It's not just for us brain injury survivor. It's for the friends, the family. It's for the significant others, mm-hmm. the caregivers. You know, and there's so much support that needs to go around. There's so much understanding that needs to happen. And I, I'm just thankful that you guys are, are putting in the effort. And I, I want to be here to help as best I can. 
yeah. I know that um, for us, we're we're finding different places to 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 engage and connect. I mean, that's really what this the creation of this whole podcast was about was helping um, find community and find and specifically with the neuro nerds, finding community that is a little nerdy as well, <laughs> but like have similar interests. But, you know, because even like kids that 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 like the podcast, their parents listen to the podcast because, you know, we'll talk about Marvel and things like that. And that's and bridge the gap between that and brain injury. We'll talk about Marvel characters have brain injury or something like that. But um, we we're finding different places to now connect to like Joe's doing um, a weekly room on Clubhouse um, where survivors come together and talk. That's been really, really beneficial. We have like a, a Facebook group um, where people can connect as well called You So Rock. What are the different, where are the different places that um, people can connect through the Brain and Spine Foundation? Um, well, do you know, we could, we have Facebook groups um, for two specialist conditions, Chiari oh, malformations nice. and subarachnoid hemorrhages. Um, which are which are rare, but um, you know. But if, there's if, a community out there that one, needs support. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, no. absolutely. The other the other program which we've um, started just last year in this is something called NeuroSocial. So effectively, uh, we thought we would try and do that in the physical space, um, in a in a cafe or a, or some sort of a, mm. a, 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 a sort of a, a gathering place where people with conditions could come and offer peer support, um, moderated by an expert or a guest speaker. But um, unfortunately, this thing called uh, COVID has restricted our opportunities. So we switched switched it online. And it's been great because, um, you know, the the, the community is still small. It's about 60 people. But it's really been um, it's been sort of well managed and it's been thought thought about. And those guys are sort of engaged. So um, Mm. they meet once a week uh, in smaller groups and they just talk about topics and things which are of, of general interest. So that's really good, neurosocial. Um, I love there's that. another interesting thing that we're doing at the moment, um, led by one of our specialist uh, counselors called My Creative Life. So it's about joining sort of art therapy and combining that with experience and expression, um, which uh, I know you guys are really creative and artistic. So uh, <laughs> yes. maybe maybe that's something you've got, you've tried already. Yeah, no, that's really great. Um, I think that, you know, despite the fact that COVID has... Um, kind of derailed some plans of like in-person um, interactions. Um, it's really great that there are um, platforms like NeuroSocial where you can connect virtually because what we found with the podcast is that, you know, distance doesn't really matter in terms of connection and support Um because, I mean, obviously it's great to have in-person um, support groups, but in terms of just getting to talk to different people, um, Joe, I mean, has connected with so many people all over the world. Um, and so I, I'm really glad that, you know, you all are doing this also virtually so that people can benefit, um, that can connect from different parts of the world. Because sometimes there may be somebody mm-hmm. who you're in the UK and there's somebody in Australia that really gets you. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's right. really, you know, it's also yeah. accessible as well. You don't have to go somewhere. You can just do it from the comfort of your own home. I know that some people have given quite positive feedback about that. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of us who have a lot of physical deficits and it's not easy for them to get from point A to point B. That So doing something online is perfect. Yeah. It, it's perfect. There are some people in, in the community who... You know, a lot of stimulation they just can't handle. So mm-hmm. just something audio 
like uh, you know, even the clubhouse rooms are perfect for for some people in the community because there's no visuals to throw them off. Which is mm-hmm. th- there's just so many opportunities for people to connect. And I, I can say my first year of recovery was so isolating and and lonely. Even though I had people around me, like I can't stress that I had a lot of people around me, but nobody truly understood. So the the fact that you're you're you have these platforms for people to connect, it's so important. Mm-hmm. It really is. And you say, well, you know, you wanted to do in person, and it's it's just online. Online is perfect. It it, it really is. Some of my closest friends, like I, I truly feel that they're extended family to me. I've never met them. I've never met them in person. You know, um, my friend uh, Bryony, who lives in Yorkshire in the UK, um, you know, my friend Rianne in the Netherlands, my friend Noreen in Australia, my friend Delphine in uh, Singapore, like people all over the world. Some of my closest friends. I've never met these people. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the fact that if I'm having a day, if I'm having just one of those moments, I can reach out to them at any second and feel better about it. You know, it's just like calling a, a family member. It's just like calling, you know, your roommate, a friend. It's the exact same thing because of that connection and that understanding that nobody else has except for us. And I just love the fact that you guys are, have these platforms for these people. You also said that the two brain injuries, that they're not very common. It's funny that you say that the 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 subarachnoid hemorrhage and what was the Chiari malformation. malformation. It's so funny you say that because in my head I was like, wait, is that uncommon? I know so many people that have those, <laughs> like so many. It's crazy. Like even on my head right now, I'm like, okay, seven, eight. It, it, it's it's a lot. It's just I guess because it's my community and I talk to so many people. I was like, you guys, you see it as like, oh, it's not very common to me. It's like it's a very common. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's it, being niche is sometimes. Um, not sometimes a lot most of the time it's just super beneficial because there's some people that really need that very specific um, support uh, (laughs) because it's very specific what they're going through Um, there may be like overlap between you know certain symptoms and things like that but it's just nice to be able to connect um, with people that really understand you absolutely well you know it's interesting isn't it so there are some more common or more more prevalent uh, conditions um and people sort of get to know about those, dementia or Parkinson's or MS. But actually, one of the most um, common uh, um, uh, neurological problems in the UK is, is migraine. And, you know, people who don't know say, migraine, OK, that's a headache. No, it isn't. It's no, something which no. is really, really significant. It affects 5 million plus people in the UK. And, you know, a, 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 a migraine cluster headache can put you in a dark room for many days. Yes. It's... Um, there's... A, there's <laughs> There's a lot of pain and frustration that goes on with that. It's funny that you mention um, it. Well, also the way that you say uh, it's it's the subtleties in the language. We call it we say migraine. Oh, yeah. I think I say I like, migraine I like, as well, to be honest. You say migraine? But <laughs> I say migraine. I've heard, I've heard Briti- British. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like tomato, tomato. Potato, aluminium, aluminium. <laughs> yeah, aluminium. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Aluminium, aluminium. It's like I aluminium. I think I grew up watching watching a lot of um, American TV. So oh, there it is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a weird thing. I suffered uh, I suffered um, insane migraines most of my adult life, mm. and. I just assumed because I never went to the doctor. I never went to the doctor. I grew up poor. We just didn't go to the doctor. We just dealt with it or it got so bad. We went to the emergency room. It was just a horrible way to live. My whole family, we all suffered migraines. So at a certain point, I was like, oh, this is just my turn. It's I have migraines now. That's what that is. Now, when I say like migraines, violence, I'm vomiting in the shower, 16 hour migraines. They were rough. Turns out 
it was unchecked high blood pressure. That's what's really wild. I, I suffered the worst migraines and that's what led into my stroke. It was, again, information I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know blood pressure could lead to a stroke. I didn't really know what a stroke was. So the more information that's out there, the better, because it, just the percentages, 80% of all strokes can be prevented. My stroke 100% should have been prevented. So we, we have to keep having these conversations, talking and, and advocating. And it's about your, creating. And, like- and Joe, what's your, what's your view about sort of, um, I'm going to say sort of online information uh, per oh. se, because <laughs> I think some people see a sign or a symptom, they Google and they just get the worst news possible. It's, you know, it's it's a disaster straight off. Yes, and um, that's why we try and advocate for um, you know either specialist knowledge or knowledge uh, or information from trusted sources because yes. um, you know the, the the guys who know what they're talking about they'll be honest and transparent, but they won't give you a doomsday scenario straight off. Yeah, well, it, I tell people to stay away from Doctor Google because when you search yeah. things, especially you go to WebMD. Everything, and I literally mean this, everything ends up being cancer. Everything. Um, no, I was talking to a service user recently, and uh, she said, I said, what's the best advice you can give someone? Mm-hmm. She said, don't Google your symptoms. <laughs> yes. That's true. Well, because you, you go no matter what. It, it's human nature. Go to the Brain and Spine Foundation website. Yes. There you go. Definitely. That's, well, that's the place it. to that's go. That's it right there. Like, go to trusted sources if yes. you're going to go online. Don't just trust any source online. Right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash the neuronerds and browse the massive selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash the neuronerds. And I think that the other thing is just creating like what Joe was saying about how growing up, like he didn't he didn't grow up with a good relationship to um, medical authority. Like there was a fear around it. And I think starting you also creating awareness for children, especially children that may be in marginalized communities or areas where they're not getting as much um, access to regular doctor visits, um, creating a, a, a you know, just a, a, a different vision, view of what doctors and hospitals are about, that it's not scary so that they feel safe in going to the doctor. Because I think that's why a lot of people end up turning to Dr. Google yeah. is because they don't want to go. They just want to go and find out what it is. And if it's nothing, I'm not going to go in. And if it's something, I might still not go in because I'm right. scared. It, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's actually tragic. I've spoken to several people in our community and even after the brain injury, they still don't want to go and talk to the doctors because now this is the rationale. Well, I'm afraid they're going to tell me something horrible. <laughs> like, okay, well, so you're just going to, number one, you're just going to live in fear, right? And worst case, they tell you something horrible. Now, you know, now you can fix it, right? You can get ahead of it. I had that fear. I had that irrational fear. Well, if I go to the doctor, he's going to tell me I'm going to die. <laughs> I kind of had that in my head. <laughs> I, I could have prevented what happened to me, but I lived mm. in fear. So I, I think the, the the more conversations we have, the more information that's out there, the better. But we also have to normalize correct information. Yeah. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's so much we we need we do need trusted sources. So the Brain and Spine Foundation, I, I, I direct people there as often as I can because it's better than going to WebMD and looking up, hey, so I have this blister. Oh, yeah, it might be cancer. 
it's so strange. It's 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 so well, weird. You need a trained eye to look at it. You because do it, because the information <laughs> may not be totally wrong, but it may not be the right information about what you're going through right now. So yeah, yeah. I'll say a, a word for our sort of medical colleagues and the clinicians who um, mm-hmm. generally in the UK, you know, they, they do a brilliant job, um, and I think that. Um, we try and support them as well by uh, giving information out so that they can distribute it to um, their people via clinics and um, once they've done their, their consultancy. Um, right. But the truth is that um, despite its prevalence, um, neurological conditions are still generally quite rare. So if you go and visit your GP here, um, they might need some support as well. I think there's a statistic which is that on average it's, it's five visits to a GP before you're properly diagnosed and pointed towards a specialist. Oh, wow. And and that's no criticism of, of GPs. It's just an indication of actually the level of knowledge and the number of times that they see cases that should be dealt with, with a speci- by a specialist are quite rare. So we recognise that systemically there's a there's an issue. So we're trying to help by giving education and awareness and, and you know providing this information to healthcare professionals as well. Right. Oh, no, definitely. There are a lot of people in the community, specifically younger survivors, where doctors are like, they bypass all of the symptoms because they're so young. You know, I, you know, I, I have the headaches, I had a little bit of the slurred speech, I'm, I'm limp, like one of my sides is a little bit weaker. Yeah, but you're only like 25. So it shouldn't, you know, they're bypassing the fact that like you have three of the, 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 the what is it, five symptoms? Wait, fast. Four. Hey, you have three of the four symptoms, and the doctors are just bypassing it. Like, oh yeah, but it's you know you're you're just so young. It, it's it's a bigger picture. It's not just the information for us. It's information for everybody. Just because you're a doctor, just because you're a medical professional, does not mean that you don't need to continuously be educated and reminded of these things. You know, absolutely, oh. absolutely. We're doing a um, we're doing an interesting thing earlier in the in the show, Joe. You were talking about. Um, how important it is uh, for, for, for people with conditions just to speak up and um, let people know what's going on. Um, and um, at the Brain and Spine um, this year, we've launched a new program called um, Neuro Life Now. Um, and it's, uh, it's an app. It's a, it's a web-based uh, program for the moment. And what we're doing is we're asking people with conditions to report their experience, a real-world experience, as in, you know, how is it for you? Um, and we're we're asking a set of standard questions uh, over a number of months, and we're using that information to um, to build evidence, which we share with doctors and clinicians, um, because it's it's the gap at the moment in the information piece, which is they know how many people go to hospital, the clinicians know the sorts of drugs and treatments they give, but the thing that they haven't understood is what. So what's it like for you? So that's what we're trying to do for them. Oh my god, I, I am. Like, honestly, I'm almost a little emotional with the fact that you're doing that because I understand how important it is for the community. There has to be that we have to bridge that gap between patient and doctor. We have to like we have to. We we're not the experts on in in the medical field. We're not. We are the experts of having brain injuries. We can't be bypassed. The things that happen to us, they have to be heard. We have to be listened to. And the fact that you're doing that, it's so important. I'm so, oh my God, that's brilliant. I, I, I Anything that I can do on my end to help this, please allow me to, because I think that's incredible. 
Well, you're, you're only doing a good job, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll get in touch with you about that. And I think the interesting thing is that, um, in principle, this sort of model could could operate in in any system. It's about giving um, the community, the people who are affected, a proper voice. And it's not yes. about individuals; yes. it's about collective experience, because everybody's experience is is very individual. We know, but actually, it's the it's it's the general experience which is going to be really useful for the medics and the system that need to design yes. and deliver much better care programs. Yeah. They need to understand what the actual patient is going yes. through um, so that they can better mm-hmm. provide better care. Um, but we're going to definitely have all of these links, um, NeuroLife Now, NeuroSocial, all the Facebook groups. We'll put all of that in our show notes for this episode. So anyone listening, they'll be able to find where all of this is because it's not, it's, it's, it's amazing, and we want to make sure everybody can find it and, and, and be able to access it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just that alone is so important. There has to be, again, that, that we have to bridge that gap because we're, we're in this. We, the doctor doesn't have a patient without us, right? Yeah. And we're not healed without the doctor. It's, it's mm-hmm. a, it has to be a synergistic relationship. It can't just be like, oh, yeah, you know, it, we have to have better care all the way around. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. One of my primaries early on, literally, shooed me away once I had a question at the end of like one of our, our yeah that's the look that you should have I was like yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. primary yeah, yeah. You, you remember <laughs> yeah we, we switched doctors we switched doctors immediately but like literally I'm I'm the one I have brain injury so I have questions and you did literally with your hands shooing me away that's not that doesn't make me very comfortable it also doesn't make the person with the brain injury want to ask more questions It's very defeating, you know, so I think it's a bigger picture in care. Um, I I had a question. You have these groups for, um, you know, people like me and and specific brain injuries. Is there something that you guys also do for the caregivers? That's a really great question, Joe. And at the moment, we don't. um, Mm -hmm. But it's something that we've identified as being a need. So with with neurosocial, we've started we've started with the uh, with the people directly affected, mm-hmm. i.e., those who have the the condition. Um, but hey, listen, the, the next layer in is absolutely the caregivers, and that mm-hmm. can be professional caregivers or it can be family members, um, because they you know they're equally affected. Um, and so that's certainly something that we're trying to we're trying to um, address in terms of those peer forums. In fact. If I'm right, Grace, am I right? Is it is it Caregivers Week next week? Sometimes yeah, I was soon? just about to say, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Good link. You take oh, it. It's Carers Week next time. week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's Carers Week next week. And um, we're going to give a bit of a spotlight to one of our nurses, our helpline nurses, who is a carer herself. And she will be posting um, an article. So if you check out our website and social medias, um, yeah, she'll, she'll be kind of sharing her experience as a carer. And yeah, like Mark oh, that's said, that's so something nice. we want to get more involved with and support. Yes. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, look, we're one big happy family here. You know, it's it's we're like when I say it a lot, <laughs> like we're all in this together. We are like we, we sincerely are. So, you know, we have to start acting like it. Like we're one big <laughs> brain damaged, dysfunctional <laughs> family over here. And, you know, it's we, we, we have to um, uh, communicate. And we have to help one another. It's not just one person. It's everybody. You guys also have something coming up. I believe it's June 18th. Correct. Yes. Yes. So I believe I, it's called "You're on Mute." I remember yeah, that. I, <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's it's a great title. No. Um. So I look after kind of the community side of the charity, 
And we've put together this campaign called You're On Mute, um, which is essentially a sponsored silence. Um, We've had some other companies take part. Actually, our corporate partners took part recently and raised um, £1,000. And uh, so You're On Mute um, is going to be going ahead on the, the 18th of June. And we're asking people, companies... Uh, whoever to take part and kind of block out some of the day um, and you could do the whole day and just do a sponsor silence and it's, it's all about kind of the brain health um, so silence is good for the brain it's also mm. if it links with companies it's, it's yeah blocking out your diary no meetings and kind of focusing on your work in silence so that's the and then raising money as well as as we yeah, do that. Absolutely. I had to do ten days um, of vocal rest um, many years ago, and it was at first kind of like seemed like wow, how am I going to do this? But being <laughs> silent for that many days really allowed me to just really just calm down and go you know be introspective I got a lot of reading done (laughs) but there's something about I mean we talk all the time about how meditation is so beneficial to the brain they've you know there's been many studies done on how really scientifically it can be shown how it helps the brain heal it helps the brain brain grow um it helps with um our you know our uh, managing our emotions um and so i think that's just that's that's a wonderful message to just remind people to just take mm. um some time to just be be quiet and still <laughs> right and, and that's almost impossible for me i'm very loud care the you know give <laughs> some self-care to the brain you've got to do it joe you've got to do it <laughs> i i i'll i i guarantee you i'll say this i will be completely silent the hours that I'm sleeping won't make any noise. Those I can I'm gonna try to challenge him. I'm gonna try to challenge him. We can do it. We can I can do, do it. it. I can do it for small patches. We can of do time. it at least half the day. But I'm, ba- the day. I'm very, I'm very boisterous and I'm very talkative. You know, it's, it's. it's I, I like that. Are you, are you telling me you're the only man in the world that doesn't snore, Joe? <laughs> oh no, oh, no, no! I'll say this, Mark. I, it used to be a lot worse. I had, um, uh, uh, I had moderate to severe sleep apnea when I got got home from the hospital, and I actually had a procedure. Which is weird. You know a little punching bag <laughs> in your throat? The, the, the uvula? I had that shaved down with a laser, which is crazy. Yeah. So not much completely fun. completely off, but they shaved some of it. Yeah, they, they, you they, might they, need to get more of it because your snoring has come back. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, I, I'll, oh, I'll get, I'll get away the nudge for in the middle of the night. Joe, you're snoring. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's actually his, his doctor. <laughs> his doctor wanted him to get that checked into because... He's like, we don't want to cut off any oxygen to your yes. brain. After, yeah, the brain after needs having oxygen. A stroke. Yeah, and so. when you have apnea, you're oh. cutting off. You're not breathing. You're yeah. not, and that's not good for somebody with. It's not good for anybody, mm. but it's definitely not good for somebody whose brain is recovering. And like, I was, I was a violent snorer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah really. Got, bad. I think I've gotten. It's better, better, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, so what, what, what are you guys focusing on in the, on the future? I know you have you're, you're on mute. That's coming up on the the 18th. I'm not doing this off the top of my head, guys. I'm literally looking at my phone because I wrote down notes. Joe wrote notes. Joe <laughs> and wrote then notes. also October 3rd, you guys have a marathon. Yes, yes. So the London Marathon's going ahead on the 3rd of October, mm-hmm. um, and as well as that, that we're doing a virtual marathon, which is linked to the London Marathon, and anyone anywhere in the world can take part. And we have a few places left. 
So if anyone would like to run for us, you can also walk it. My parents are actually doing it and they're going to be walking it. So that's that's quite exciting. Um, so yeah, if, if people want to sign We're up. We're going to take part. We need to go make sure we sign up before those slots are run. <laughs> yeah, just maybe put it in the air bio. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. We had a great, there were some great stories. So, because obviously of COVID this year, the or last year, the, uh, the marathon was, was cancelled in reality. But there were mm. some great virtual um, marathons which were run. And uh, Grace has got some good footage and some stories of, uh, of people doing 26 miles um, on foot, on kayak, on horseback. It's been a brilliant oh, uh, wow. compilation of how people have endeavoured to do 26 miles. That's amazing. Mm. That's really, really cool. Like, seriously, that that's really cool. Hey, you know what? No matter what obstacles are in the way, especially in, in our community, you know, we find a way. Like, we find a way. We make do. That's that's what we do. We're survivors. We are, you know, we're brain injury rock stars. You guys are like brain injury rock star adjacent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, by, by association, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not the real rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. Yeah, that, I, I think that's incredible. Is it just kayaking? Also, kayaking, that kind of scares me. I always feel like I would just turn over <laughs> and drown. I'm not a big fan of water. I'm just, I'm just not. <laughs> Like it's it was just a, not my. Don't worry, Joe, it was thing. a very small stream. It, it wasn't proper open water. <laughs> so, do, do you, do you guys it know? Raining a lot. <laughs> no, do, do you guys know what a neti pot is? So, a neti pot is like it's this little pot, and it then looks you, like a teapot. It's like a teapot, and you fill it with like it's a salt, like saline. You make a saline, a saline solution, and like you pour in one side of your nostril, and then it pours out of the other side of the nostril, and it cleans out all of your sinuses, right? I feel I've never done it. Fleece does it because it's great for, for, for her. I've never done it because I honestly feel like I'd be the first idiot in the world to drown <laughs> doing a neti pot. I'm not a fan of water. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just really not. <laughs> so so we, we are the neuro nerds over here. So I do have to ask, what is your nerdum? Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like, I don't want to go first. My, my neuro nerds... <laughs> is classics actually so um ancient greek and roman mythology Ooh. a nerd that's the, you know what i i appreciate that because i'm a video game guy and i play god of war and that's how i get all of my information when it comes to history is specifically <laughs> through god of war the video game that's how i get that's how i understand all of greek, all mythology. Of greek mythology i just assume that kratos I can teach is a you. god i can teach you as well you know what yeah i i will we'll cross compare i'll game and i'll say hey did this really happen <laughs> no joe that's a video game I feel, I feel like you're going to enjoy the Eternals Marvel movie that's coming because I feel right. They're going to get into some Greek. They are. Mythology. They, they, yeah. They're eternal. Yeah. They, they're gonna they be, live they, forever. Yeah. They, they, they've been around forever. So uh, that, that's also Greek mythology. Uh, um, en Sabanor. It's a super deep Wait, nerdum. What is that? En Sabanor <laughs> is actually Apocalypse, his real name. So the first mutant ever in X-Men, X-Men. is Apocalypse. And his name is En Sabanor. Mm-hmm. And he was been around since like the dawn of time. Anyways, that's, but wasn't that's, he Egyptian? Are we going to Egypt instead <laughs> well, of Greece? Well, yeah, but he bounced around. He's, he's, he, he is he eternal. Bounced around. 
<laughs> Wait, and, and, and Grace, I think I feel like pre-show you mentioned, don't you have like a, a some sort of Greek tattoo or some sort? I do. So I, my kind of favorite part of, say, ancient Roman and Greek mythology are the uh, goddesses because uh, they're powerful, great women. Uh, yes. Are great examples <laughs> for all of us. Um, and yeah, I've got a tattoo of Athena on my leg. And also, um, one of my best friends has just written a book, which is a retelling of Medusa. Ooh, I love um, that. And yeah, it kind of gives her a voice. And yeah, I would definitely recommend people to read that if they're into um, mythology. What yeah. is it called and what is your friend's name? So it's called Medusa and it's by Rosie Hewlett. Nice. Okay. Well, you'll have to send us a link. We'll put that in the show notes so people can find And also, we're going to need to see that tattoo and we're going to post it when the episode uh, (laughs) uh, releases because that's amazing. And, oh, how do I know about Medusa? God of War. No, no, no. Actually, as a kid, I don't know if you guys remember this um, because I'm older than you, Grace, for sure. And I might be older than you, Mark. Who knows? Um, Clash of the Titans. No comment. There was a movie, Clash of the Titans. And I remember as a kid, Medusa was in Clash of the Titans. And I got to tell you, scared the living shit out of me. (laughs) It was so frightening. But then as an adult, I got to learn the story of Medusa. It's actually Mm. fascinating. You know, she's not just evil, horrible person. She's just kind of a woman scorned. That is very true. She's she's a um, she's a victim overall, yeah. and but she's a powerful, amazing woman. So yeah, she's a survivor. She's like, a survivor. Broken yeah. brain injuries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I connected that. You know, you know I kind of compare. I constantly compare my brain injury to Medusa all the time, so that makes sense, right? Well, I mean, she's got a hair thing that's near her brain. No, it's not really. No, not same. at all. Not, not at all. That's a stretch. Not, not the same. Not the same at all. <laughs> all right, Mark, what, what, what is your nerd, my friend? Well, my nerd, actually, there's a link to Roman and Greek civilization because my nerd mm-hmm. is wine. And we know how good the Yay. Romans and the Greeks were. Oh, with their I'm with you, Mark. So, you know, it's one of those things. I enjoy the product. It's um, infinitely versatile. It needs a lot of tasting. You're never sure you found the right one <laughs> until you've uh, you've pulled out the cork. So, What's your favorite wine? Like, um, what, what Well, kind? I have to confess to some French heritage. So given the choice, mm. I'm going to France. And then I'm looking either into the Clarets or into the Burgundies. I, quite I feel like that's such a British it. thing to say that I have to confess to some French. I have to confess to some French heritage as well. I have some because I have a lot of Creole in my family, so there's a lot. And Joe has some French heritage, so we're all we're all in it together, I Mark. Like I, I have to confess <laughs> to a, a, a scotch, and again, I'm using the word scotch of French heritage. My last name is actually French. Ah. It's a um, the pronunciation I guess is Bourget. I say Borges because. Um, it, it was like five greats. Great, 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 great grandfather was French, and then everybody since oh, then has okay. been playing. I, I think I've got some French heritage as well. Hey, we're all. Hey, who knew we are all connected in that I way? I feel like we all have this story in Puerto Rico. I, I have a great, 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 some great grandfather that was like French yeah. as well. See, and now we can all when we all meet, we're gonna have fries, onion soup, and toast. Right, and the glass of wine, and the glass of wine, you know, and a glass of wine. You mentioned your your favorite wine, right? I have my favorite, which is none, because it all tastes exactly the same. Sorry, (laughs) I've made this argument a million times, and I'm very passionate about it. Yes, I have a gutter palate, but specifically when it comes to wine, it all tastes like rotten grape juice. It's 
oh, this one's a little spicy rotten grape <laughs> juice. And this is a smoother rotten grape juice. But there's no difference to me. And I have tried a very expensive bottle of wine. It was it was like $1,400 bottle of wine, which was completely wow. wasted on my gutter palate. <laughs> <laughs> where I tasted it and I was like, oh yeah, that's not too dissimilar from Two Buck Chuck from Trader Joe's. It's <laughs> all the same to me. It's like, I re- me. <laughs> and I'll say this about now, now you, you can, I, I'm sure you've done the tastings and you do the mm, hints of oak and pear. I gotta tell you, in my head immediately, like that's not true. That's a lie. All t- <laughs> it all tastes the same. Exactly the same. It's okay. Me and Mark will have the wine night. I'm sorry. I was going to say after the second bottle, I'm with you. I did, you know, I can't <laughs> That's true. That's true. And so, well, real, real quick, quick story. Why I I really don't like wine. I was introduced to it a very bad way. I was very way too young to be running a store of the magnitude that I was running at the time. It's like 23, 24 years old, and they flew me out to Florida with all the other general managers. And they're like, okay, so it's this big giant company meeting. And I didn't know. I was just like this idiot. I was this just younger. And I'm at this really fancy place. I'm at um, uh, the dinner table with like head of HR and like one of the CEOs. And they come around with wine. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know. So I was like, red? Because I knew red food, like a a red pasta sauce, you go with like a red wine. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So she came and she just poured me this giant bottle or a glass of wine. I drank it and I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. It was so bad that I tried to drink it really fast just to get it rid of it. Every time I would drink, the woman would come back and she would just keep filling it. Oh, nice. Again, I didn't realize I could say no. I don't know. I was a, a very, very young. So she kept filling it. I ended up drinking, I think it was like three and a half, maybe four glasses of wine in about 35 minutes. Oh, nice. So I was very drunk. At this very um, big corporate event, which is terrible. And then at the end, I see people like they'll tap the table and she'll stop pouring. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Then I started to think what my other uh, uh, colleagues thought. I was. They probably thought I was just a raging alcoholic. And I'm just throwing back this wine like there's no more. So not a huge uh, fan of wine, but I do appreciate that you appreciate wine like that. It makes me very mm-hmm. sad because... I like I I love wine and so it can't enjoy it with me. It's I, here I will do the wine tasting because but he'll make, I, he'll 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 complain about it the whole time. Hundred percent. I'm gonna be hundred percent in. I'm gonna say this is poison because it le- legitimately tastes like you're poisoning yourself. You know, I, I, but but I'll do it. I'll do it for you. That's kind. Thank you. Yeah, that's- I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll destroy my liver and my taste buds yeah. and my brain cells. Specifically for you. Oh, don't destroy the brain cells. <laughs> I've got like eight left. It's cool. I got some backups. It, it, it's all good. You know, I can't say this enough, guys. I, I truly appreciate you. I say this on behalf, uh, as the brain injured part of our mm. community, I say this on behalf of all the brain injured people out there. Thank you guys for doing what you do. I, I truly appreciate it. And you guys should just get all of the um, Greek mythology and wine. <laughs> you guys can can take in because you guys are amazing you guys are actual real life superheroes and and i truly mean it when i say our community needs less of me and more of you because you guys care and you do such a service for everybody out there and i just appreciate so much of what you guys do that's really yeah no thank you so much i think we both agree completely you guys are also absolutely amazing and so happy to have you as an ambassador 
Um, so keep doing what you're doing as well. Legend. Legend, oh. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh. Definitely. I'll continue. No, seriously. Keep saying amazing oh my things. Gosh. I feed off of this. This is Don't I mean, do it. Don't no, no, do no, it. Don't. My, my ego is big enough. They can hardly fit in this room. So, you know, I, I, I'm always sad that I'm not um, able to do these episodes with my tiny, beautiful ass kicking co-host. But everybody out there, you can reach out to her at Lauren Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to Felice at Felice Lazay. F-E-L-I-C-E-L-A-Z-A-E. See, I did it for you. Oh, thanks. Because every time. He always makes me spell it. Like, they, like, like they can't just read it somewhere. Oh, well, the, thank they you. Could. I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, it. Where can, well, they find, where can they find you? Uh, oh, they can find me at Joe So Rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to the Brain and Spine Foundation. Brain and Spine yeah. Foundation. Brain and Spine. It's just at Brain and Spine, right? Yeah, just, I did yeah, that right. Yes, you can Dave. reach out to, to Grace and annoy her about Greek mythology and say, hey, that tattoo is amazing. You should get one on your neck and then convince Mark to get one on his neck because a that could be a wine. great idea. A bottle, a bottle of wine. wine. Oh, yes. bottle of wine. Yes. Well, after a bottle of wine, a neck tattoo might sound like a great idea. So you can also reach out to the Neuro Nerds on all the socials at the neuro nerds at the neuro nerds (laughs) hey and on that amazing coast it's not even coast to coast uh, 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 sea to sea no (laughs) with this truly appreciate over the the pond over the pond over the pond good one Uh, over over the the pond pond. note I truly appreciate what you guys do for our community Uh, just so much love care and and for, for everything you do and I appreciate you guys for, for being on the show. And I look forward to doing this uh, uh, more often and making fun of rotten grape juice. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> on, that tipsy, and, on that tipsy note. And on that on that awesome note, this Neuro Nerd is out. Oh, I missed it to say it with you. We we could we should have all said it together. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's try it together. Wait, 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 ready, ready, ready. We're leaving all this in. On too. that, wait. on that note. And on that note. We have to say ner- it together. This Neuro Nerd and these Neuro Nerd adjacents are... we did it all together all together that was the most awkward amazing ending ever (laughs) thank you That, that that was really cool Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 